Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. I want to talk to you for a few minutes about just the reality of being in Him. The reality of being in Him. Now, it's, there's no way I can talk about all of that in this service because He's big. And being in Him is a big experience. It's the greatest experience. Um, but we're going to touch on a couple of aspects from the book of Ephesians chapter 2. So if you want to turn there at this moment, more than welcome to. But Alex took it upon himself about six years ago or so to start to memorize Ephesians. And he has three and a half chapters memorized. We're not going to sit through all those right now. But what I am going to have him do is uh, do Ephesians 2, 1 through 10 for us this morning. All right. He's going to do the reading of the word. Go for all it. All right. Let's see if I can do it. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1, And you he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verse 2, In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3, Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Verse 4, But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, Verse 5, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Verse 6, by grace you have been saved. Verse 6, and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Verse 7, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Verse 8, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Verse 9, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Verse 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. <laughs> Great job. Wow. <clears throat> it's a good thing you had that practice run in the early service. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful. Yeah, you know, I, I'm thinking if there's any book of the Bible you would want to tackle to memorize, I highly recommend Ephesians. Ephesians uh, lets you know who you are and what to do. It's, it's a perfectly balanced book of six chapters. The first three are all about your position in Christ. Uh, and then the next three chapters, four through six, are about your practice as a Christian. Walking, what your walk looks like. Walking as children of light. Uh, and, uh, and loving husbands, loving your wives as Christ loved the church and children, uh, honoring your father and mother, just the, the way to live this Christian life. But here's the truth. And this is what the revelation that Paul brought to us. It's so important that we need to understand this. You cannot properly know, know what to do unless you first know who you are and whose you are. And when you understand that, that gives you then the ability, the understanding, the power to live this kind of life that God has called us to. So just know that you are positionally now in Christ, in him. Well, what does that look like? Well, verse 10 says, as Alex so eloquently said, we are his workmanship. All right, we didn't create ourselves. We didn't make this happen for ourselves. I'm a self-made man. Well, uh, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> you're, you're leaving just one major element out of that. You wouldn't be here if it wasn't for God the Creator, right? You are His workmanship, all right? His is the glory. And so He has designed us, it says, created in Christ Jesus for good works. So what he's, he's made you like Him, 
And so the proper then response or the, the outcome or the product is good works because the Bible says God is good and he does good only. <laughs> All right, since he's good and by your faith in the Lord Jesus, he has made you good. And so what should be your product? Good, yeah. right? Good things. This is, a, this is now, it's not something that fights our nature. It is our nature to do good and to serve others, and to love others well, and to do good works in the earth. It's, it's who we are now, because God prepared this beforehand, that we should walk in them. Okay? So he's made you this way. I like the way, I like what Genesis 2 says. It says, verse 7, the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. I mean, this is where God gets intimate with his creation. He stooped down to breathe his spirit into man's spirit. No other creature on earth got that experience except for mankind. And man became a living being. So we see the physical man, Adam, who is created by God from the dust of the ground. God breathes his spirit into him. And then 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. A new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So it's, it's amazing how that God started with the physical man, breathed his spirit. But when you get born again, you get the spirit born again, and then it affects the natural man. Should. And eventually it, do, it will because he has saved you, spirit, soul, and body. But right now our body ain't caught up with that yet, is it? Right? You have to train it. You have to choose to live by the Spirit because your flesh has got all kinds of ideas today, all kinds of appetites, all kinds of things it would like to do, all kinds of desires. And most of them are not things that please God. They only please itself. Now that your flesh gets hungry, that's a natural thing. we got to eat. God made us to eat. Get thirsty, you get something to drink, right? There are things that God has created you for, but... Uh, and, and these desires are very natural. But then most of them, though, are fueled by the, Adam, uh, the Adamic nature rather than the Spirit of God. So your spirit is perfectly in tune with God. That's good to know right now, isn't it? Right now, your spirit, as a child of God, if you believe in Jesus, then you are in perfect harmony with God and the Spirit. You are justified. But here's the deal. You're a justified spirit, but you're living in what's called an unglorified body, which means your body has, we haven't received our new body yet, but we're going to have a new body someday. And that body is going to be in perfect tune with all the appetites of the spirit and the desires of the spirit. But right now there's that struggle, isn't it? And I'm telling you what, this is where the devil plays his dastardly games of condemnation, shame, and guilt. Because if he can get you identifying with the wrong thing, then he knows that you will not do the right thing. Right? So here's the deal. You are a spirit. That is, you are already justified. You are perfected by the Lord Jesus Christ. You are children of God. That's what you have to remember because you're going to have these thoughts come to your head. And you know what's interesting to me? I found that, that I used to really struggle with this until I finally figured out how this thing works by just reading it in the scriptures over time and learning it. But I used to feel so bad. It seemed like the worst kinds of thoughts would come to my mind while I was in the middle of worshiping God. 
Right? Most inconvenient time, right? You're worshiping Jesus all of a sudden. I mean, just some dirty, nasty thought go right through your head. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm not worthy of here. I, don't know. I am messed up. So I, your chuckling kind of makes me feel like I'm not by myself here feeling this way. Right? So, so and this is where that game gets played. Like, man, you, are you even a Christian? Right? Am I really saved? I, I wouldn't think like that. Yeah, you would. Yes, you would. This is the battleground right here. All right? The enemy's offering thoughts or all kinds of things. The very fact that it bothers you ought to tell you that you are a reborn spirit. If it didn't bother you, then I'd have questions about you. Right? But the very fact that it bothers, it, it messes with you. When these thoughts come, it grieves you. It makes you feel bad. Hey, that's a good thing. But it shouldn't bring condemnation to you. Because the Lord and His Word is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents, not of the head, but of the heart. See, in other words, God is always looking at the best you. The best of who you are. Because He loves you. Amen. So don't worry about that. When those thoughts come, just tell them to leave in Jesus' name, right? Just as quickly as they came, you don't have to dwell on them. You don't have to talk about them. Matter of fact, we all need to spare each other our thoughts once in a while. I can't help it. I just say what's on my mind. Please stop saying what's on your mind, all right? We don't all have to hear what's in your funky head, all right? Let's, let's do something better than that. Let's be better than that. All right? Instead of just parroting everything that comes through our heads. Amen. My grandma used to say, if you can't say nothing good, you had the same grandma, didn't you? We, we are his workmanship. You're here right now at this time on planet Earth because you're very meaningful to both God and to this world. You need to understand that. He's the one who created you. You're the product of God's own special design. You are his masterpiece. So I was reading in, in Genesis, something stood out to me. It's, and Genesis chapter 1 and verse 20, listen to this. It says, then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. Interestingly enough, when God wanted to create fish, he spoke to the water. Let the waters abound. And then look at verse 11 of Genesis chapter 1. We'll back up a little bit. It says, And then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit, according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. When God wanted to create trees, He spoke to the earth. But when God wanted to create man, He turned to Himself. In verse 26 it says, Let us make man in our image. After our likeness, according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing. You have authority over the creeps. That's good to know, isn't it? <laughs> Everything that creeps on the earth. But here's the deal. This is, he, he designed us. He created us. His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. If that fish is out of the water the fish dies. If that tree is out of the soil, hmm, the tree dies. If you're outside of him, it's death. All right, you're created 
in Christ Jesus. That's good to know. That's good stuff. Before Christ, you know, your life, all of our lives was without form and void. Just like what God stepped out into in, in the very beginning. The earth was out form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. But God spoke into that darkness and said, light be. Yeah. And God brought order from chaos. And God will bring order. He has brought order to our chaos because, as Alex said, we were born dead in our sins, dead in our trespasses. That's about as chaotic a situation as it could be. I mean, it's, you're in darkness, you're blind. But God then has spoken again. And this message that he speaks into the void of a human spirit is Christ died for your sins. He was buried. He rose again the third day. And whoever believes on him will have everlasting life. And when that person believes that upon hearing that message, when they believe that instantaneously they're recreated in Christ Jesus. Born again, their spirit comes roaring to life, amen, and they become an everlasting, everlasting child of God. It's extraordinary. A miracle, a marvelous miracle that takes place, and it has to do with hearing something, doesn't it? Hearing. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Created in Christ Jesus. So being in Christ Jesus, this expands now. It it enlarges your capacity. It becomes very large. As a matter of fact, it becomes exponentially large. That's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, because in Him, it's a limitless experience. Anything's possible in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is, whew, wow. You are complete in Him. He's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. I was telling the 930 service, I love this quote from Mother Teresa. She said, no one thinks of the pen while reading the letter. They only want to know the mind of the person who wrote the letter. That's exactly what I am in God's hand, a little pencil. <laughs> we all understand that her life definitely was large scale kind of life because she found her capacity in him. Hmm? Every one of you, every one of you here today has the same kind of possibilities, the same kind of possibilities. Listen, before, before Jesus was ascended into heaven, he told his disciples to go and wait. Remember, go and wait, wait for Pentecost because the, the promise of the spirit is coming. And when he comes, then uh, your world's going to get enlarged, yeah. right? Uh, because at one point, they were, they were bound by just what they knew. See, what being in Christ expands you and exceeds you far beyond just your own personal framework, your own physical framework, your own finite mindsets. Um, it is now, like I said, it's a limitless kind of experience in him because he's larger than life. He is life. huh? So he said, go and wait for the promise of the Father because when the Spirit comes, now you are going to be endued with power and the response of that upon your life is going to be one that goes from just a personal experience with God to a testimony to all the world. Yeah. And Christian, your life is constantly on display. And you, whether you realize it or not, your light's always on. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Your light's always on. And, and the more aware of that that you are, the more you can be used by God. Right. Many times we don't even realize just how how, what kind of capacity we've come into in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, so it changed everything that day when they received the power of the Spirit. 
There's a missionary that's been a friend of our family for many, many years. His name is Nick Gathers. And Nick is in, uh, it's interesting, his, his last name, after I tell you this story, um, uh, in Mexico. And I think he's in Puerto Escondido is, is where he has been for many years. But he was on a long walk from the city out to where their mission is. And it uh, seems like it's two or three miles. I don't remember exactly. But anyway, he was heading back from town. And these thieves approached him. And at gunpoint, uh, told him to give him, told him to give them all of his money. And so he pulled out his wallet and gave him all the money he had in his wallet and said, that's all my money. And then they took off. Well, as he stood there, kind of in shock, what just happened, you know, grateful that he wasn't dead. He said, the Lord spoke to him and said, you didn't give them all your money. What about that money in your shoe? He said, yeah, well, I didn't want to give him that because that's the bigger bills, you know. That's where I keep the bigger bills. And uh, the Lord said, you need to go give him all the money. That's what you said you gave him all your money. So give him all your money. So he chases down these thieves. <laughs> oh, takes his shoe off. Said, I'm sorry, I didn't give you all the money. Here's actually all the money. And they threatened him, you know, and cussed him out for a while. And then they took off again. And he's just like, oh, man, because he had been raising money and all that. I mean, he's, they live on support from other people. And so he was using that for their work. And now he's flat broke, thanks to the Lord. <laughs> About half an hour later or so, a cop car pulls up next to him. And they asked him, were you robbed earlier? He said, yes, I was. And they said, well, here's your money. And they hand him this duffel bag full of cash. Right? He's like, no, that's not all mine. I, that's not, and they said, it is now. I mean, they just made him take every bit of the money. So here he is with a duffel bag full of money heading back to his mission. Listen, your capacity in Christ is a limitless one. Amen. God is able to do anything exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Hallelujah. Just know that when you're in his hands, uh, you are in good hands. Nick gathers. Isn't that great? That's his last name. Boy, did he ever gather that day. And, it, and then finally, everybody say capability, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In other words, God has created you with the ability to do it. Yeah. All right. God's not going to ask you to do something that you can't do. All right. He doesn't need you to do everything. He just needs you to do what he's called you to do. Yeah. All right. Everybody has something to do for his glory. And so since you are, you are his good work, yeah. it only stands the reason that you can now do Good works. Um, years ago, I had this F-150. It was a, a four by four. And I love that pickup. I had, I had a lot of fun uh, with that with that pickup. Well, um, we had an event, a church event out at, where was that? Cotton? You know, that redazzle. Where did we used to do that? At the, yeah, uh, the mill. Okay. So, at, and, and it had rained. It had rained, and so, I mean, the parking lot was full, and our, our ladies, they did this big, like, fashion show, and um, they would have people bring, like, ladies bring, like, their purses and jewelry, and then they would kind of, they would swap them out, you know, like a swap meet or something like that. Anyway, but it was a big deal, and they raised money um, for um, a, a battered women's home uh, there in Plano, Hope's Door, that's what it was called. Anyway. So, but it, this thing over a few years had really just gotten bigger and bigger. And anyway, so we were out of parking lot space. So people were having to park out in this lot just on grass. And uh, 
like I said, it rained. So after the event was over, this, this woman, her, she's out there and her car gets stuck. So I'm like, here I come to save the day. A four by four is on its way. And so I get up there and I, I back up, you know, to her. And we, we rope uh, around my whatever that thing is, hitch, and then to her bumper. And I hit that thing in four-wheel drive and only two wheels are spinning on my now I'm like, no, it's supposed to be four. It's supposed to be four. And it's just two. And I'm getting stuck now. So then we had to get an actual four by four to come and pull all of us out. It was humiliating. I mean, I had basically just a billboard, but I didn't have the real thing. It was an advertisement, but it was false advertisement. Somewhere between that switch and the actual four-wheel drive, uh, something was awry. Listen. In him, you have the ability. Because it's not by your might, and it's not by your power. It's by his spirit. Amen. Amen. Lean into the Lord. And understand that Paul came to this place in his life where he says, I'd rather boast in my infirmities. Because when I am weak, he is strong. Amen. So I'm just going to allow him to be strong in me and to realize I can't do it all. I realize this treasure is in an earthen vessel. I and of myself am nothing without him. But with him, all things are possible. Amen. Amen. Do you believe that today? Father, I thank you right now. Worship team, come on. Um, I want to pray for you today. If you have a need, I don't care what kind of need it is. I want you to just raise your hand. And I'm just going to, we're all going to agree together that your needs are going to be met. Not according to this world's resources, but according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You see these hands, and these hands represent needs. Needs that you know about, because your word says you know what we have need of before we ask. And I thank you right now, Father, that there is supply for every need here today in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for meeting needs. I thank you, Lord, for providing. I thank you, Lord, for healing. I thank you, Lord, for restoring, for renewing, for filling, God. Uh, I thank you for peace that passes all understanding. I thank you for the joy of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Those who are afraid, God. Lord, that courage, God. There would be an exchange right now. Courage for fear. There would be hope for despair in Jesus' name. Joy for depression. Right now, I thank you, Lord. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights who's never going to change. And I thank you, Father, right now for helping. Thank you for the anointing of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We believe you. We trust you. And we thank you that you make all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are the called according to his purpose. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.